There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. Plus, check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. Hello, good citizen. Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast number 197. Say, you're going to go to San Diego Comic-Con this year? Come see us at the Nerdist Podcast live at the Balboa Theater Friday, July 13th in San Diego during SDCC. Hashtag nerds. Uh, We're going to be doing the Nerdist Podcast live there. Uh, Matt and Jonah and I will be uh, on the show. Plus, we will have amazing guests, I promise you. You can rest assured we will have good guests. So go right now to Nerdist.com slash calendar and get your tickets because they're they're actually kind of going fast. People are actually buying them. Still weirds me out, but I love it. Uh, I just remember a time when no one would buy tickets to anything. So it is a pleasant surprise to see your smiling, nerdy faces uh, sitting in our shows, and we appreciate it. So come by Nerdist Podcast Live in San Diego, July 13th during San Diego Comic-Con. Our sponsor for this week for the Nerdist Podcast is Amazon. It's super easy. You're probably going to buy stuff from Amazon anyway. So if you just go to this podcast page on the Nerdist.com site, click on the Amazon banner at the bottom, and just shop as you normally would to buy dog biscuits or feminine deodorant spray or face massagers or books or anything, then you support the Nerdist podcast. Uh, And we certainly, certainly appreciate it. And thank you for continuing to support us. This episode is our old buddy John Hamm coming back for a second time on the Nerdist Podcast. It's been uh, two years since we had John on. He was on, uh, I don't know, maybe episode four or five of the the Nerdist Podcast, and now he's back. Uh, Mad Men this season has been amazing. John actually directed the second episode, and uh, it was... I didn't know that until after I saw it. I'm like, well, that was a good episode. And they're like, John Hamm directed that. Like, what doesn't he do? He does everything. He even bowls. If you go to see All-Star Celebrity Bowling on the Nerdist YouTube channel this week, Team Nerdist bowled Team Mad Men. It was uh, John Hamm, Rich Summer, Vincent Carthizer, and Matthew Weiner who created Mad Men. And uh, it was fun. There was an epic amount of amazing, wonderful shit talking going on in this episode. Pete Holmes was like an unstoppable bonfire of heckling. It was phenomenal. Uh, and th- those guys were so much fun. So you can go right now to youtube.com slash Nerdist and see All-Star Celebrity Bowling versus Team Mad Men and click subscribe while you're there. Uh, so there you go. There's podcast episode number 197 with John Hamm. Now entering Nerdist.com.
yeah, it's like someone's loadout. Like a gravel, there's a gravel parking lot. It's right on the train tracks. You walk yeah, Sam Elliott's voice. That's the gravel parking lot. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just park right on my voice. Just, just, yeah. just park on time. Park on, bitch. It's what's for dinner. It's what's for dinner. It's ass kicking. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> Welcome to the Granada Room at the Hollywood Roosevelt They shot Hotel. a lot of Magic City here. Did you know that? I didn't. In really? The Granada Room. How is the Magic City? I've I haven't seen, seen it. I've not seen it. I love Mitch the, Glazer, though, creator of Magic City, friend of the show. A friend of the show. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Because obviously now you can't see anything like Playboy Club or whatever or the airline one where you're like, well, that's yeah, mad. The airline Panam. one. Panam. <laughs> Panam. 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 Didn't they, and then they, then they canceled but still like showed the last six. Did they? I think so. That's going to be horrible. People needed yeah. to know. But like, if you, especially if you're like, if you've like invested in a show, yeah, and they're like, oh, you're canceled, yeah, but we're gonna show them all, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna, I think we're they gonna even do this. It up, it's like, like step on your shin, Dad. Yeah. Please don't show everyone, son. You're gonna learn. Listen, yeah. you got there's one way to learn. You make a good show, and then we'll not <laughs> we'll show it. You. Wait, what? Okay, I don't, now I don't <laughs> it's understand. Backwards logic. <laughs> I mean, it's weird that Mad, Mad Men is really sort of the gold standard for like you know period drama now on television, and you can't. And when you when you watch other like Mad Men is such an I mean I've been a fan of the show forever and you, since you before wa- it was a show that is, that is before it was a true. show I loved the sixties and uh, but it, you see when you see other people try to do like a sixties show you're like oh yeah it's not just putting people in skinny ties there's there's more to it with the acting and the writing as well well I mean honestly you know it, it, there is and there isn't I mean our show is is we try to make it a little more than just a bunch of dudes walking around in funny of course. clothes uh, and I think the best the best period dramas whether it's Downton Abbey or Deadwood or what have you I think are more than just sort of a weird little travelogue of like look how funny it was back in the old days yeah because uh, sure you could you know Deadwood was better than just an old timey cowboy you know thing and Downton Abbey I think is also a little better than most kind of uh, you know stiff upper lip British pre-war I really think Downton Abbey needs a Calamity Jane <laughs> a, would you like us to get the silverware you goddamn cocksucker you, you shish pissed on the floor you season, season four season I think I, <laughs> I should really just bring back that 80s show. I think it's time. There's no uh, <laughs> that 1880s show? That 1880s show, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's what, what it was, was, yeah. was that 1880s that that show? <laughs> you, you guys would like to go away? Well, it's the crazy guy doing <laughs> uh, the four. The all the four. They did, well, then there's, uh, what's the... Wilmer Valderrama was great in Deadwood, though. I thought he was really, <laughs> yeah, such yeah. A really good job wonderful. Yeah. Playing the role of uh, Gerald McCraney. That was actually <laughs> Wilder Valderrama in a Gerald McCraney robotic suit. I didn't know that. Yeah, Gerald McCraney's been dead for 50 years. He's, 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 yeah. yeah, and he's never been better. <laughs> Do you think uh, Colin Meany is the uh, Wilder uh, Valderrama of uh, Helen Wheels? Yeah, yeah, I think... I, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty it's deep. The calm yeah. meanie. <laughs> <laughs> who was the uh, who's the who was the the singer uh, from America's Got Talent? From from Britain's Got Talent, Susan uh, Susan Boyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was the calm meanie yes. of America's Got Talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. She could be the calamity Jane of Downton Abbey. Actually, yeah. if we can get <laughs> Susan, <laughs> no one will ever. Just pee in her pants. Uh, Susan, try not to urinate on the stage. <laughs> the uh, judges don't like it. <laughs> I will swallow your soul. Her shriek has sold so many albums. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I think if you could, if you could um, somehow put uh, Jackie Avancho and Susan Boyle in a transporter device from The Fly, mm-hmm. you would get like Jeff Goldblum. Yes, that's that's right. Jeff I was going Goldblum with would that. walk a out. Jazzy. 
That's <laughs> piano playing. <laughs> Fabulous Baker Boys. Just extra. Inward nose breathing. He does a lot of that. Scat man. <laughs> Scat man. Who does the Gold. nose breathing? Goldblum? Yeah, Goldblum. Yeah, just it's like, uh, I oh, think yeah. Uh, yeah. maybe we should. Uh, I, uh, I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a the man. The man is jazz. The man is a physical jazz. representation of jazz. He is. He actually will live on as all jazz. All angles. He's all angles and elbows. Yeah. It's, all, it's all chaos theory. It's, it's chaos, chaos theory. theory. You know, what I mean? you might get a line out of him. You might not. He actually, his first two movies always going to be interesting. They're always cutting away from him, going skip it a bop. Jeff, could you please not say skip it a bop? We're going oh, yeah, yeah, to have to yeah, cut yeah. that out every Guys, time you say whatever. I mean, hey, it's what I do. I'm improv jazz. We're all here. We're all here. So we're here. All here. Here. Skibbity do no, god damn it! Now you're doing it at the end. Um, you haven't. We had you on the show like pretty early on in the run. Early on in the in the yeah, I was a, I was an early adopter, as they say in your world. You were. We got we got a little bit of the <laughs> we got a little bit of the ham boost right away. Actually, like that was, that was the episode where people were like, <gasps> let's not listen. No, no. I but it, it's but what I sort of predicted back then, and not that I'm taking ownership on this, was that you know. I said you're super funny, and I don't know if every I don't know if everyone knows that yet, but they will start to figure it out when you start doing more comedy stuff. And in the last couple of years, when I start like, to do more podcasts, <laughs> yes. that's really when it tips. Yeah. That's really when it tips. Because no one knew he was funny after he had hosted Saturday Night Live. Well, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it takes a little bit of time for Amer- for like the rest of America to catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just talking about early adopters, I mean, it takes a little bit of time. You you know you have to. Make, now that you've made a few appearances on SNL and you've actually done, you know, f- comedy and film, like now people know, like, oh, John does both. Well, you know, it's it's funny. Just it's funny for me because I mean, I've known you guys way before for podcasts and and, yeah. and all before that stuff. Internet. Anyway, way before the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and again, you know, I, I think I've I may have told the story here, but it's 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 that was the first thing I ever did for fun in L.A. It was go see comedy. Yeah, because it was cheap. Uh, and it was uh, what my friends all did. So we all would go out and, and catch shows at Largo or wherever. And, and you know, it was it was a bunch of people that were that were before they were famous. You know, before they were stars. We Fi- stood in line uh, on Vine Street to go we see Crossballs. We uh, did. Oh my the, god! You, me, and Scott Ackerman. There was someone to see the the taping of the pilot of Crossballs. Yeah, the pilot of Crossballs. Yeah, yeah. I think I think John uh, John Schrader, Schrader was, there. was he yeah. there. I think he was there. So yeah, there's yeah. a lot of shared history, but uh, but it is fun. It's fun to get the opportunity to actually do that stuff that I've been watching for so long, and and you know I'm I'm thrilled to do it. I, I I've maintained the fact that I I know how people who are funny behave and how they go about the craft of being funny. Yeah, I don't have that. I don't have any discipline in that arena. But you can act. But I can <laughs> fake it. <laughs> you can fake it real good. You're the Bo Jackson of acting. It's nice, though. Bo Jackson was really good at a lot of things. I'm saying I can fake it. (laughs) And then I break my hip. (laughs) (laughs) You did not break your hip today in the bowling match, which we're not going to reveal the results of yet, but people can watch that on All-Star Bowling. But, I uh, was close to having a, a pretty good score. You, you, I, I figured you would have that you would be a good bowler, just being from the region of the country that you are. The bowling, you're in the bowling belts. Is is Missouri? There, there was a bowling belt, and it was all those sort of like it was a really big belt, huh? <laughs> it was a giant <laughs> belt. But seriously, there, like you know, the, I remember touring those regions with my dad when I was growing up because. 
it was it was just this kind of like this sort of blue collar driven sure. you know from like Milwaukee down to maybe to, to, to St. Louis and then like you know like around Illinois and 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 Cincinnati and it was it was the mid it was sort of the Rust Belt extended out a little bit mm-hmm. it didn't go to the west where they had mountains and fun things to do outside no it was all indoor activities didn't, it didn't go down to the south where yeah. they just don't care pretty much where it was flat enough to have a lane flat enough to put a bowling alley yeah. in. <laughs> You, we got it. But where, also, St. Louis used to be the home of the Bowling Hall of Fame. And they moved it. To where did they move it? I think they moved it to... It's a part of another thing now. It's not its own thing anymore. I think they moved the it to Texas. The Bowling and Parakeet <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, but seriously, some and of the just best the parakeets. I mean, the, yeah, yeah. some of the most parakeet stuff you can find. Yeah. There are plumes on these things. Gorgeous. Yeah. Just gorgeous. Mm. Polly doesn't need a cracker. That's how awesome Polly That's is. How Polly is a parrot. She would like but, one. Same thing. Oh boy! Right. Uh, bird. I guess I should get off her first. <laughs> oh, nice! Well wow! Done. Well done. That was, a, that was a radio high five. That was a radio. Well, listen. When someone when someone references Nirvana, while we're talking the about rare the Parakeet Museum, references Nirvana. Love it. Rarakeet. That's what I'm gonna call your rare-a-keet, name. You just come yeah. in with like a totally rare that situation. Nice. You've been super cool, also to. Uh, you're one of those guys who you 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 made it, and but you're still the same dude you were before, and you still like go back and do all your friends' podcasts like this one or Pardos or Ackermans or you know. Well, it's part just, of that is being having enough energy uh, because in my castle that I live in, now, sure, sure, I have sure. a hyperbaric chamber that yeah. I can recharge my chi. Yeah, I can recharge my. I get my blood shifted out every chi two levels, weeks. Chi levels, yeah. up. and I can maintain that level of energy and youth that people expect from me. So. Uh, like, I get like, driven everywhere I go. Um, <laughs> everything's paid for, so that that helps. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. helps a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to do it. It's fun. <laughs> do you have a piss valet that just sort of takes care? Well, of I it? have. I have a weekend guy. Yep. Uh, <laughs> handle handles a lot of it. Because uh, during the week I'm usually going somewhere, and sure. I, I do have a traveling valet that comes with me. Yeah. Uh, so, and again, all of these things help. You yeah. Guys. yeah. It's so hard really to do without do. it. It's, it's so, so important. You are so strong. You are. Uh, I agree. Um, <laughs> d- d- does the gold jet have? Um, well, you know what? I, I sold the gold jet. Oh, you did! I have the invisible one now. Oh my oh, god! Oh man, yeah. it's pretty great. How did you get that? Uh, friends with Wonder Woman again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I met her. I think I met her at like the Golden Globes. I don't she, remember what it was. <laughs> she was also a supporter of John Hamm for Superman. I think she was like, we she, need to get this guy. We had, we had a lot. Of, we had a lot of conversations with it. And again, too old. <laughs> Just yeah. too old. You think that's the case? Yeah. It was a weird thing. She is an Amazon. She doesn't age. Yeah. And uh, it was it was weird, you know? And I think Henry, first of all, she, she Henry Cavill. Yeah. Great. Great kid. Yep. Great actor. Mm-hmm. And, and they have, you know what? They had, a, they had a chemistry read. I was there. Yeah. It was, sparks were flying. So I get it. You I had to it. approve of the new Superman. I though. did not have to approve. I was invited in to take a look. He mm. called her big boned, though. And I, she I mean, not, she literally. Yeah, that didn't play well. But yeah. you know what? The kid, the kid is charming. And he, is. he bounced back from that. So anyway, I asked her, I'm like, you're going to be working on this thing. They're going to do three of them. You're going to be working forever. Uh, I'll take that jet off your hands if you don't, you know, if you don't want it. And, and she, was, she was kind enough to say, like, you know what? Great. Now, how, how do you fuel up the, I mean, where do you? Well, you have to. Know, you have to know, right? 
obviously. And yeah. It comes, it comes with a whole, like, there's a whole checklist, like most planes, but there's also a whole breaking in process <laughs> where your invisible pilot takes sure. you through sure. where everything is. Oh, so the whole crew is invisible as well. well yeah, otherwise there's just going to be a bunch of weird now, dudes see, rolling thought, around in the air. That's I true. That's why, that's why I heard John Hamm acquired the uh, flight. No, wait, this isn't, you, you actually, I think you, it's, now hers was just seemed like a, like a two-person jet. It seems like you have acquired a, an invisible commercial airliner. No, no, no. It's, it's, like, it's like a G5. I mean, oh, it's okay. a nice, okay. it's right. a nice size plane. It's you can probably get G5. ten people on it. Okay, uh, uh, two pilots, one stewardess, sure. and then room for uh, ten or eleven. But of your invisible friends? No, no, no. All the passengers are visible. Oh. So it's fun if you have a lot of people because yeah. it just looks like a party in midair. <laughs> <laughs> the floating party. The floating it's, party. It's which... either a floating party or a suicide pack. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chappelle's old joke about that. Like, hey man, that's the flying whore going by. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting. <laughs> Sitting. Sitting. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird can... way to fly. Yeah, but... yeah, see her through it. She's just Shifting just... something. Just yeah. Something with her hand. <laughs> it's, a, it's a manual plane. It's about it's, yeah, it is. It's a plane, yeah. a plane is a five-speed. <laughs> yeah. The clutch sticks a little bit on the invisible jet. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta you watch gotta it. Pop that. Especially for Pop your clutch, yeah. you got to push it off a hill. <laughs> I actually saw I saw the uh, the Morgan Spurlock, uh, Joss Whedon Comic Con movie last night, which was really really fun. But one of the things on the what's floor, what's it called? What's the title? Comic Con Episode Four: A New um, uh, Episode Four: A Fan's Hope. I don't get it. Well, it's episode. So they were actually selling on the Comic Con floor. Um, it was a, a, a packaging of. Uh, nothing and it was an invisible jet and it was the packaging oh. was shaped like the jet and uh, so I like that you idea. may have some how much uh, royalties how much was it it was more than zero um, so you were you were, you were buying the, the packaging infinity. less than infinity Somewhere it was in between. between zero and infinity are you are you are you playing anything right now are you reading any of what are you playing at the moment any any games yeah what is the last game all right because I'm friends with Rich Summer, I've been I've been. Uh, well, he loves board games. Yeah, and I've been invited into that weird world. And how is um, it? What are you guys playing? Uh, the last the last game I bought on the phone was uh, something called Ticket to Ride. Oh, Ticket to Ride! An old timey train game. <laughs> Welcome aboard, John Ham. You Ticket uh, to Ride train games, which, which is <laughs> which is exactly is that a brain as reference? awful yes. as it sounds. Um, but it's fun enough, uh, and there's no internet component to it, so it's actually a game you can sit and play while you're waiting in line in sort of real time, which is nice. It's like a la Angry Birds or whatever. There's no like right internet back and forth. A la Angry Birds is a completely different game. It's uh, that's when they're doing. They have a mission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to keep going with that, or you want to? Uh, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to let uh, that one. Uh, Chris's look. No, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to yes and uh, that you one. Wanna, you want to yeah, keep sorry. going? I'm going to. Up to you. I'm going to do the other game of no but. Okay. <laughs> no, right. but we're going to have to probably cut that out. <laughs> so we didn't name names. I'm not. Uh, listen, you, uh, Jonah Ray, who works in the E building. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they hate that nah, building. Keep enough. going with it. Come <laughs> on. It is fun. So sometimes it's fun to pull the fish out of water and just watch them gasp for air. <laughs> See how that one's gonna wrap up. Ooh. If I had some backup, I would have fucking no ripped more. on that for an hour. Yeah, we're not really gonna back you up on that one. Uh, you've been doing a fuck ton of uh, publicity, I imagine. A lot of stuff, yeah. With the, with the uh, season five upon us mm-hmm. now, we did a uh, we did a lot of uh, press for the. Uh, you may hear the scratch in my voice. That is not me um, doing that on purpose. It's just, uh, yeah, tired. Tired. That's just from you saying a million times, yes, Don's happy. No, we don't smoke uh, real cigarettes. No, No, they're not. Uh, And mostly it's like water with food coloring. Yeah, it's... uh, (laughs) 
And uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Betty. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> alert! Oh come on, this um, is real time. It is it? I don't know. No, no, we, we shouldn't spoil anything. I, I got shit for spoiling. You said something in one of the last episodes that happened three seasons ago on Breaking Bad, and someone's like, "I was so angry I couldn't sleep." And I'm like, "Listen, you if first of all, <laughs> I don't care enough, so I can't <laughs> sleep. You need to like work on your sleep habits. I yeah. really more than no, I, I don't. I'm sorry I, about this blank and ship. I'm sorry for yeah. spoiling. Let's just say if it's on DVD. Then, you oh, know. that's totally it, fair. If yeah. it's on DVD, if yeah. It's on but also, like, download. what's then? What's the fun of like keeping up with shows where you can't talk about it with everybody? Like, like I whole, agree. The whole water cooler. You can talk about stuff three that happened three seasons ago. By the way, the I was so excited. The actress who played Mrs. Blankenship, Randy, was uh, was uh, Daniel Larusso's mother in Karate Kid, and was also a lot of people may not remember played Billy Crystal's uh, wife in Soap. Which was a oh, fucking wow. awesome show. Wow. He was gay he on was the gay show, and, yeah. and she, I believe, was a lesbian on the show. And they a marriage of convenience. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I love, I love seeing, I love seeing her on the show. You think they'll bring her back uh, after yeah, after she's dead? <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. they're gonna bring her back? Uh, I, never say never. There could certainly be a flashback to a younger Miss Blankenship, and then I don't know. They'd probably have to recast her. Listen, you really like, it's just a good, it's just a good thing that AMC isn't like let's just mash up all the shows. So Blankenship's a zombie, and uh, <laughs> she's. <laughs> <laughs> she's Sarah Boyle comes from the West. Yeah, that's <laughs> tales. Um, she's you directed a teacher the, at Walter White's school. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the mashups. Well, Walter White's West. not spending a lot of time at school, by the way. He's not no. at all. Is no. anybody spoiler? He just doesn't. He's lo- really lost the passion for teaching. It's like, what happened to that? I don't, I don't remember him quitting. I remember him working <laughs> yeah. at, a ga- at a at a car wash and then them buying the car wash. No, he but gets I, kicked. Remember, he uh, he, he takes a school? break. And then, um, and then he has the thing with the uh, the principal, and then he hits on her. He says school is for pussies. Oh, right. Yeah, and he, says he hits on her, and then yeah. she's don't, don't, and he's got to go. Don't yeah, go to school. Deep. Yeah, 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 exactly. School are for pussies. Yeah, yeah. Don't go to school. Uh, That's I, a bold stance. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> bold stance for, for anyone to take, especially a teacher, especially a chemistry teacher. Well, but who also enjoys making meth? Spoiler alert, wait, wait, wait. he makes meth yeah. on the show. Wait a minute. No, no, Hold on. Now, I have not seen this oh, yeah. season. Oh, shit, man. I'm yeah. sorry. The spoiler is that he actually enjoys it. That's, <laughs> that's the uh, spoiler. That's, but that's not spoiling anything. He's a chemist. Why wouldn't he enjoy manufacturing something? The, the, the sheer pleasure it's a, it's of, a, of creating. Yeah. That's what yeah, he was, the scene when he, he sees like, the, big, the big lab and just yeah. like, oh, he gets like, oh. so he, go, like, he goes back with a pile C2H4 of meth. C2H408. Right? I mean, COVID. Covalent bonds. Come on, you guys. Let's share some electrons, you guys. Just share. This uh, come in, they come out. You know, when Kevin Smith does a podcast or Corolla does a podcast, it is a covalent podcast bond. Technically, is what's happening. (laughs) Uh, Just for just a little chemistry humor Mm, out there. Chemistry jokes. Chris Hardwick's nickname, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. <laughs> <laughs> well, you take the San Diego freeway to the Slaws and cut off, get out of the car, cut off your Cut off your Slazen. I miss Carson. I loved Johnny Carson. I wonder if Carson, I wonder On if, YouTube. Yeah. Big YouTube of, presence. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Johnny official Johnny Carson. Yeah, official Johnny yeah, yeah. Carson. A lot of great clips. Yeah, basically all the, the it was, it's basically all those, uh, that video series, the best of Johnny Carson. It's, uh, it's. It is a Google. Uh, it is a YouTube hole. You will fall if you if you start down yes. that hole. You will fall down for probably an hour. Yeah. I just uh, like I'll, YouTube time machine. I just won't sleep for like three days, and you'll just YouTube. be able to hear Bert time Ray. machine. <laughs> YouTube time machine. I <laughs> 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 just I don't leave my house for days, but you just hear the echoes of Burt Reynolds' laugh. The <laughs> it's just like, every time I think about old old uh, old Carson clips, I just think about. That uh, SNL sketch where they're like looking back at the old clips. 
Oh yeah, uh, with and then, Farley. And it's Farley is dumb. Well, it's like it's a uh, it's Carson and uh, Burt Reynolds played by Norm Macdonald, oh, and yeah. their pants are around their ankles, and they're like <laughs> laughing. Yeah. And then uh, Chris Farley's Dom DeLuise comes up behind them and then puts cream pies on their crotches, <laughs> yeah. starts doing the wee the, <laughs> and then starts peeing his pants. <laughs> That those things boys in that era little... did a lot of pants peeing yeah. humor. Oh, yeah. There was a so lot of things got a little weird. Things <laughs> 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 got a little weird. Who was doing Carson at that? It was point? Dana, was Dana Carvey. Oh, was he was he hosting or was he around still? Uh, no, he was around still. I think that was wow. Yeah, it might have been right toward the end. Ninety three, I think, was his yeah. last. It was right season. around the same time as Carcinio. Carcinio was very funny. He wanted to hip up his show. Yeah, I remember. Rob Lowe. Or no, Rob Lowe was a Kevin Bacon, wasn't it? No, Rob Lowe did. Vanilla. Arsenio Beckman. Oh, that's right. Arsenio yeah, yeah. Beckman show, which is very funny. Carcinio was great. Carcinio was great. And then that was a, Hartman. And Phil. Yeah, Phil Hartman. Yeah, it's like it's like it's a bit sad. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all really worried about you. <laughs> One trick pony. <laughs> God, I I I'm I still even when I was driving here today for some reason I went through the. Uh, I was going through one of the old Jeopardy sketches with Farrell and, and just Daryl Hammond and the rapists. Yeah, like, the rapists. The therapists. therapists. Penis mightier. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll take swords for three hundred. It's actually S words. I mean, does it is it does it at all is it all comprehensible to you when you step on that SNL? Because now you're 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 one of those people in the SNL family that's sort of like an honorary cast member in a weird sort of way. Like, is that even can you even process that? Information? If that's true, which I do not necessarily agree with, I'm I'm like a very very weak cast member. No, you see no, the guys no. that are good at that stuff, and and I've gone through like, and I've seen like like a lot of really talented people like not make it on that show, you know, whether it's Jenny Slade or Michaela Watkins or like, you know, people that Dave Kickner had one season. Yeah. I mean, but just in a brief time that I've been there and, and, um, I don't know. Do you guys see Wanderlust? No. Uh, yeah. uh, it's really good. It's really funny. And Michaela Watkins is so hilarious in it. Um, and I've seen her do tons of stuff where she's just been really funny and slate too. And all these guys and, and Rob Riggle too only had a Riggle, season. Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a guy where you're like, how, but yeah. for whatever reason, like the gears don't mesh and like, yeah. Off you go, and so it's such a weird thing when it actually happens, and you see people really blow up on that show, like I think Vanessa is doing now, and Taryn, and a couple yeah, of young yeah. guys that are really, really blowing up now. I was surprised about Jenny Slate not taking off more. Yeah, it was it was surprising because you thought, oh, that's a good fit, and like she's got the good energy. I, uh, the the SNL guys had recently had it was an in-house uh, uh, March Madness mm-hmm. of all of the um, digital shorts. Mm-hmm. That Seth went and seated everybody. They had they they've actually had something like ninety eight of them, oh, wow. which is crazy when you think about it. But that uh, they've seated the top sixty four, and then they had a bracket, and it was all in house, and they all like would get together over like three weeks and vote and watch them all and vote. And, oh wow, like oh, old timey like analog, you know, put it in a piece of paper and wrote it and then count them all up. And uh, so I was I was watching a couple. Uh, with some of the guys and and uh, some of the old older ones, and you're like, man, yeah, this this has been going on a long time, yeah, yeah. and stuff that you just forget about, and you see people that are off the show now that were that were in it, and and uh, it's nuts, and yeah, Slate Slate was in Sergio, mm-hmm. uh, that's and, the the Lost Boys uh, saxophone yeah, player, yeah, the, right? the crazy Lost Boys saxophone player Curse, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's actually called the Curse, <laughs> yeah. Um, By the way, you guys going to that big saxophone concert in Santa Cruz this on weekend? The beach? Yeah, yeah, right on the beach. Be there. You got to be careful with those guys on the motorcycles, though. What? <laughs> they'll, they'll, so here's the thing. I was hanging out with them. I was like, oh, man, this rice looks great. Mm-hmm. Turns out, maggots. Maggots. You're eating maggots, Jonah. Oh, no. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, the funny thing is, and it should be 
universal knowledge at this point, but vampires love saxophones. I mean, they do. I'm <laughs> surprised, and I think I'm, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna ruin season six of True Blood for any, anybody. <laughs> a lot of saxophones. A lot of sax. I think I M83 think. comes in. Yeah, there's a lot of like <laughs> sexy sax man. Sexy sax yeah. working on. Do that. you? Uh, I I think they do call the saxophone the vampire flute. Right, that is the yeah. vampire flute. It actually yeah. lulls. It, it's come, it, yeah, because that, it's like it's like uh, St. Patrick and the Snakes. That's yeah, not true. Yeah. It's like <laughs> who's the guy that played the thing? St. Flutie, Pied Piper. It's, it's Saint like Doug Flutie. Flutie. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie. Flutie. Yeah. It's like when Doug Flutie goes in, he would lead the Patriots <laughs> yes. to Cornwallis. Wait, and then they would unearth the vampires. I want to see that kind of mashups too, where it's like if we if we Doug Flutie. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just remember. What are you I, doing in True Blood? Here's here's the only. Here's, here's the only reason I know who Doug Flutie is, is because of, I remember Rich Hall did a sketch on SNL in the wow. 80s where it was Doug Flutie with the Heisman Trophy and they were interviewing him. Oh, that was with, with Desmond Tutu? Was it Desmond Tutu? And like some one of them, who was hosting the show, I think it was Eddie, someone was hosting. Eddie Murphy, yeah. And he, was he accidentally Tutu and he melted, broke, he broke. Desmond Tutu <laughs> melted the Heisman Trophy. He broke off the arm. Broke off the arm and then had and to then like figure to it out. And then he tried to fucking weld it back together and he just Glop. handed <laughs> I remember that sketch. I'm so glad you remember. That's the only reason I know who Doug Flutie is. But I, did a, I did a reading of a play in London of a Nora Ephron play uh, with it was about twelve people in it. Eleven, uh, ten of them were were British, and then it was me and Rich Hall. Oh, oh wow. wow, he's he's big in England. Apparently, really? I guess he lives there. But he I was like, there. Rich Hall. Oh yeah. my god, like. Time for fun with plexiglass. Sn- Sniglets were a Sniglets. huge part of my life. <laughs> Not necessarily the news. Yeah, he's. I, well, I was in England in a couple months ago, and he's a big comic presence Still there. Still looks great. Super funny. Still sounds exactly like Rich Hall. Exactly I don't know why like you Hall. wouldn't, but... I think he just sort of got fed up with the American system, television system or whatever. He just like went to England and became like a famous that comic in England. More, uh, more and more, I think. Rich Fulcher. Between... Rich Fulcher, too. Fulcher was yeah, like just, another one. But like, you know... Uh, Bill Hicks and Cross even had like a weird sort of yeah. life in England. Todd Margaret, and yeah, Zach, like all those guys, like had more success in England. Those are people we all know, you guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> what about the people we don't know? Like Steve, we don't know Daryl. Anything about Steve? Derek, Dominoes. Saint Patrick, Saint Flutie. We're in a Saint, Saint Flutie. Flutie. Hey Saint Flutie, would you put that down for a second and finish <laughs> your uh, chores? I was gonna say I would love to see that with like with the Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, like all the sort of historical mashups where they put supernatural beings in it. I think they should start doing that with sports teams. Like, sports teams. like the seventy six Packers zombies. Well they kinda <laughs> didn't they kind of do that thing, with right? Gilgan's Island when uh the Harlem Globetrotters Harlem Globetrotters show would show up in yeah. a lot of shows. Yeah. They really did just turn up. Like the Harlem Globetrotters just happened to be in the middle of a Louisiana swamp on Scooby Doo. They, they just asked. happened to be They asked. They happened yes, to turn yes, you gotta ask. <laughs> You gotta ask. You gotta put yourself out there. We can't get the Globetrotters. Well, we can ask. I mean, (laughs) listen, I'm sure Matthew Weiner loves when people say you should, which is what I said to him on the bowling show, there should be bowling on Mad Men, because that was the sport in the 60s. Why not the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, so Sterling humor. Cooper Draper Price has been challenged by the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> that was so... we got to put together a basketball team. 
I don't even think you could expect that, that. Like, what just happened would make someone's eyes melt out of their head. Like, it's John Hamm whistling the Mad Men theme, but then going to the to Sweet, Sweet Georgia, Georgia Brown because the Harlem Globetrotters are coming on to yeah. Mad Men. Sterling Cooper, Draper, Price, Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Metal Ark has a corner office. What, what, what are we going to do? He's talented. Mm. <laughs> He's we got to help him defeat the army team. He's spinning that Mohawk Airlines plane on his finger again. <laughs> We're going to crush Y&R <laughs> we in, got the, the in the interagency game <laughs> yeah. this year. How did they get the Globetrotters? Their van just broke down in front yeah. of the yeah. <laughs> over here. <laughs> How did they all fit in the van? <laughs> So tall. <laughs> yeah, they just travel by van everywhere. Yeah. That's all they do. Come on, boys. It's time to move on. <laughs> I wonder if any... I had a lot of fun, but yeah. we got to head on down yeah. the road. And then they all hitchhike like at the end of the Incredible Hulk TV yep. show. They're all just on the side. And no one ever picks them up. No one ever picks them up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it ends with yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't whistle that well. Squid'll do. Can you do the... I can't, I can't do the... Uh, go, Mr. Goldblum, please. <laughs> Again. Uh, uh, sorry. Mr. Goldblum, we've to hear, asked you... I've always wanted to hear scatting with, like, mostly consonants. It just it seems <laughs> incredible. <laughs> 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 what consonant is... A Jewish consonant? Oh, Lord. Again, you bring it back to race. So what do we live in, man? A melting pot. I think I think uh, scatting with consonants is just Tourette's. I think that's what that's called. I think that's what that's called. It's just straight up. I think a nicer name for Tourette's is scatting with consonants. Scatting with consonants. Yeah. Like Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. What do you got? What do you got there, John? Oh, Hamm? please play. What please do you got play. there? <laughs> 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 this is actually Scatman Carruthers, right? Was, I don't think so. That was quick on the draw. I think uh, I think this was Lou Bega's emotional <laughs> forefather. <laughs> oh my God! Anthropologists have been searching for Lou Bega's, Louis Bega's. But where did Mambo Number Five come from? What were Mambo's one, one through, through four? four? Come on, yeah. people! Turns out it was the Scatman. Yeah. Who I think actually went by. Just the scat man. He was just yeah. the scat man. There was no second. Have your have the thing you do in your name. I say, have the thing you do in your Why name. Why not? Yeah. Oh, scat man John. Scat man John. Yeah, that could go. be you. I Is know. it J O N or J O H N? There's an H. Okay, well then you can still get J O N. Yeah. I mean, according to the union, <laughs> it's you, totally true. You can still get just Scat Man John J O N. The Scat Union? Can you imagine? Yeah. You should, <laughs> that sounds that sounds horrible. Don't do not yeah. Google. Don't that. go to scatunion.com. Do not Google that. Scatunion.com. If you have a scat name you want to register, that is not, not place where you want to be. You want to go to scatunion.org or org. Yes. Do not go. Don't go to Scat Man Deuce. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> they do sound like mouth farts. I mean, if we're being honest. No, they don't. They sound like beautiful mouth mm -hmm. instruments. Okay. Matt, Matt Dwyer has a great joke about uh, scatting. It's, it's like it's a, it's a bunch of guys hanging out in Chicago. It's like, hey, we should start a, a jazz band. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what do you do? Well, I play the bass. Awesome. You'll be the bass player. We do. Well, I'm really good at drums. You'll be the drummer. Hey, Craig, what do you do? Well, I can talk like a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Matt Dwyer. We've got our front man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything that you like? What is what is what is sort of the landscape of your career now in terms of? Do you just get to pick stuff? Well, yes and no. I mean, it's it's like I guess it's like anything else. Like I remember getting like the first job I ever got. Uh, 
and then thinking like, all right, like it's never looking back. Yeah. And then, you know, cause I'm, I'm employed now. And, yeah. but, but what, what ends up happening is then you just start competing with whoever's else on the next quantum level sure. of, of, you know, actor, uh, you know, availability, you know, yeah. so you're now you're just, now I'm just competing with people that get better movies, you know, and, and it's, which is fine. You know, it's, it's all good. They, they, most of those people can't do all the movies, so sure. they'll eventually fall down to, you know, I'll take whatever Rudd doesn't want to do, <laughs> you know, um, which is which is totally how it works until you're the king of Hollywood and then, well, and then so, you don't have to worry about it. Someone was saying recently, it's like even Tom Cruise or Will Smith will have a time where they go, ah, oh, Will Smith got it. You know, totally. they still have a, like absolutely. The I mean, you know, there's the, you know, there's like five movies a year that the the big movies that the big stars get, which I am not one of those people. But like, so yeah, so somewhere Ryan Reynolds is like, damn it, you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, Chris Pine, right? <laughs> you stir. Yeah. They should make him duke it out. Totally. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds would rip right under the off. water tower, you know, at Warner Brothers. <laughs> they just poke Keep a hole going. in the water. <laughs> the water goes. Yeah. There's a sax guy in the background. Yeah. And, and of all of the, the vampires. All of the people, all of the vampires come. <laughs> yeah. my, ears are, my ears are perking up. I hear saxophone sounds. Huh? Are yeah. you going to the Reynolds Pine match? <laughs> <laughs> They're fighting for Star Trek. <laughs> Unfortunately, it is at noon. <laughs> Would you stop? We'll all burn you up. are not from Romania. You were born in Cleveland. <laughs> but I am a vampire. I am a vampire. This is how we, we talk now. <laughs> what time does the sax concert start? Noon? I'll make the sacrifice. <laughs> Literally, I will die to see that sexy sex man. <laughs> if I hear just two notes, it'll be worth it. Vampires aren't like when they when they do the classic Romanian vampire, they don't portray him properly because he constantly would be saying, "Buddy, buddy, <laughs> my hey, friend, my friend, uh, I'm going to uh, bite you, I'm going to bite your neck, uh, buddy. Nothing personal. Uh, it's okay, buddy. Uh, what do you buddy. like, bloody, bloody, <laughs> bloody? You bite, bite your kids first, okay? Yeah. I bite your kids first. I make you watch. Tell you what, tell you what, tell you what, <laughs> tell you what. It's a good deal. Yeah. It's a good lo you love it. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything uh, that you're? Are you working now, or are you just? No, I am. Uh, I am officially unemployed, which is nice. He directed uh, the last episode of Mad Men. <gasps> I directed Sunday's episode of Mad Men, which was very fun. I have not seen. I saw the first episode of Mad Men, and the second episode is on my DVR, so I haven't seen it yet. That's the one I directed. Oh, the one shit. you haven't seen. No, the one Jonah spoiled. Oh man. Oh, I didn't. Uh, hardly. I wasn't paying attention to. <laughs> oh, what did you say? I don't remember. Bleep out whatever he said. Well, you're not going to listen to this. No one's listening to this. <laughs> they, oh, you're right. It was a reveal. Are. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but no big deal. Um, five, five people listen. All five people just have to listen to it and then complain about it at me. And if five people complain, I'm, I'm like, losing sleep. Everyone's <laughs> mad at me. And they're like, well, it's just those five people, Just those really. five guys. More we'll never meet. Them. More laughs this season so far. So far. Yeah. Big laughs. A lot. You know, it's, it's uh, I think, you know. I'm not spoiling anything by saying it. We've talked about it uh, in the press, but uh, a lot of it is sort of we're, we're the, everybody's kind of in a in a relatively happy place. And it's like, well, what happens when when you're moderately comfortable? Well, it's, and it's also because you know, especially if you have the the previous uh, four seasons of the show in your head. You know, like it's uncomfortable for me to watch the characters be, be happy yeah. because I keep expecting like someone's when's, gonna fall off the balcony. Yeah, when's the other Someone, shoe gonna yeah, drop? Some, yeah. something's, something horrible's about to happen, and so there's this constant state in the, in the in season premiere. There was a constant state of like me being tense, like, oh, that's too comfortable. Something shitty's gonna happen. Well, I think you know, the, I think the show's kind of earned that. Um, Ability to kind of have that sense of like, well, this can't be, this can't be, they can't be happy. Yeah, and right. Like, well, what? 
And the fact of the matter is, like, they kind of are. Yeah. You know, there's not the sort of impending doom of the, the, the company's not going to go under and if they don't get the next thing. It's, 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 yeah. it's floating by. It's not doing great, but it's doing okay. And, like, and it's the, the, the you know, the uh, marriages have, have already dissolved, so that's done with. We don't have to worry about that. And, like, everybody's kind of like, yeah. I think uh, Lane, like just within the first episode, his little story just goes to show it's like it's like oh everything's just kind of trotting along and then like, along. Yeah, it's like he just got it he was he's kind of comfortable so he puts himself in a weird like he pushes himself into a situation yeah. that he wouldn't normally do and I think that's what's going to be really interesting seeing everybody kind of need to break out of just the well I can say with 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 virtual certainty that the that the show goes in a, in a very strange place this this uh this season and it's i think it's worthwhile it's uh we had a great time making it it was very different from from most of the other seasons that we did and uh and i think people will be pleasantly surprised with with uh with what happens but but definitely surprised you got to marinate for a year and a half well you know we we actually we were back at work probably like two months later than we normally would have been oh, okay. uh we, we finished the season in january uh, but it didn't air till late March, so so the, the the hiatus for the viewer was significantly longer than the hiatus for us. Let me re-ask that question in the way that you've probably been asked it a hundred times, John. Eighteen months. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's going on there, man? How do you guys even, <laughs> even get back to work in a situation like that? Who's oh, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> <That's great. laughs> hey, what are you hey, talking hey, about? Hey, hey, what are you talking hey. about? <laughs> Don't look at me! Don't <laughs> look at me! Is someone Daddy. playing a saxophone? Scurry, scurry, scurry! Daddy, come on! Ryan Seacrest <laughs> is not a vampire, you guys. He's, yeah. uh, he that we know of. Yeah, we know of. He's daytime not, vampire. Reverse I feel like vampire. he's going to be one of those guys that doesn't age ever. Well, he's, he's Dick Clark's hand-chosen uh, success. I Dick like Clark like put the energy into that's him. That's what happened. Dick, that's Clark why quickly Dick, aged. Aged. Dick Clark quickly <laughs> became old. Yeah, yeah. Dick, Dick Clark aged in like one ceremony. Yeah. He's like, all right, here you go. It's like the Highlander. Yes, just yeah, exactly. Lightning, and he got uh, all of the power. That, that's that's, that's be, what happened. There can only be half. <laughs> there can only be half. <laughs> what? <laughs> one would work better, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, trust me. I, I know the story. Half is how it works. That's when Christopher Lambert's character becomes a math teacher. Uh, <laughs> there can only be half. I don't, I don't understand. Well, when you cut something into two... They literally will only be a half left. Half. You yeah. cannot have one if you have two anyway. I can't, um, which brings us to incremental fractions. <laughs> <laughs> Today, irrational numbers. I don't know why I turned him into Peter Lorre. <laughs> it's because he has an indecipherable accent. There was the weirdest... It was in, in, in Highlander... It was the his accent never kind of struck a weird chord until there was one part when he's in present time, and the cop is asking him a question about something, and he's like, "Oh, he's cop asked him if he's gay or something." He's like, "Oh, are you," and he goes, "Why are you looking to get a piece of ass?" And it was just this weird, like, I can't place his accent. Perfect for a guy that's seven hundred years old. Though. I mean, that's exactly what would happen. He's got he a lot of influences. A mashup. He, he would want to. Who was the bad guy? Was the bad guy in that the bad guy in uh, Forty Eight Hours? No, it was not James Remar, right? No, it was not James Remar. It was, um, the, was he was a uh, he was a big guy, like one of those guys who always kind of played a big yeah, evil guy, scary but I, dude. But I can't remember his name. With the, when he got almost cut off, almost yeah, all those but not but not all the way through. Gotta go big or go and home. And then he ripped his woman. No half measures. All, yeah. What would you? Uh, is there any movie that you would love to see remade? I mean, I know the remake thing is kind of crappy, but is there a movie where you're like, oh, if they just had a little bit better technology, that would actually be a good. A good That's a remake? good question. I feel like I was just having this conversation, but and then, of course now I can't remember it. Um, but yeah, you know, you think there are these. There were these. 
movies that were really funny that we thought were really funny at the time, whether it was like, you know, uh, what was the movie with, uh, oh God, uh, stupid sci-fi movie, Buck, uh, Buck, uh, uh, oh, Buck, Buck Buckaroo Banzai. Yeah. yeah. Like where you're like, oh, like, and that, that must have come from some weird source material where you're yeah. like, oh, you guys, it would have been better if the car didn't look like it was made of cardboard <laughs> <laughs> and the sets weren't like when they were pressing buttons, the entire wall moves. It's one of those comic book movies like when they did Flash Gordon in the 80s and it was just like, the, the only way that they could represent aliens was like, oh, we just put some uh, dwarves in garbage bags. <laughs> And put melons on their heads. Weirder eyebrows. Yeah, Weirder eyebrows. Star Trek yeah. thing. Just weird forehead applications. And then, some, and then some special effects guys trying to justify, like, why would they don't have Earth eyebrows? These are <laughs> yeah. not These Earth are, eyebrows. Gravity's different there. Their yeah. eyebrows grow different. Find a place. Find a place that has those eyebrows. You yeah. won't. You, I, I dare you. It's a <laughs> big think, universe. I think they should remake like Plan 9 from Outer Space. Just take it real seriously. Or go back and just make a bunch of Corman movies, but for, for serious. Yeah, but yeah, for exactly. serious and like with, but with high production value. Yeah. That would be pretty amazing. But they did they did sort of what was the Keanu Reeves remake that they uh, He was in that. Oh, you were in Day that. Day the Earth Stood Still. They did that. They yeah. did the Day the Earth Stood yeah. Still. <laughs> you were a scientist. I was an scientist. And you were an scientist. I was a I was supposed to be a Frenchman. Mm-hmm. I remember that. So somebody clearly fell out. Was uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I was available. <laughs> um, yeah, France. They wanted Jean, so they they wanted Christopher Lambert. They wanted Christopher Lambert. Uh, it was too big. It's not available. You know what the thing I find funny about speaking of remakes is like like we all, we already have another Spider Man already. Yeah. Like how there've been since what two thousand there've been four Spider Mans. Spider yeah three of the original yeah with Tobey Maguire and now they're and they're already and rebooted a whole reboot yeah a whole reboot that was weird like it was like when they had two Hulks. Like kind of back-to-back Hulks. Yeah, I and mean, then Superman. just sort of like, they don't forget about the other one. This, yeah. uh, this is the Hulk. Hulk. And now there's yeah. a third guy playing the Hulk in the yeah. Avengers movie. Mark you, Ruffalo. You, but it is weird. Like it's so strange that they that I mean, obviously there've been so many superhero movies and and uh, those are kind of fun and, and it's they're way better now. Like the technology has caught up to the place where you can legitimately like see a dude that shoots beams out of his eyes yeah. and it doesn't look like a weird you know thing that they drew in at the last right. second or, or whatever but there is a I think there is a point of diminishing returns when when the CGI is so omnipresent that you're just kind of like like the Spider-Man thing like as soon as he puts the thing over his face you're like well now you're a robot and now and we're in a computer yeah. it doesn't matter it just do, it doesn't matter who you're, who's playing it because it's completely generated yeah it might as well just be a voiceover actor just uh, saying all the quips what kind of is actually I mean that, yeah. That, that's that, yeah at that point sort of, sort of as long happens. as he's got his mask on there's yeah. a whole thing a lot of <laughs> I've always said like don't like don't remake great movies like go back in and fix the ones that didn't yeah the work, ones right? that almost were good but and could have been better yeah I think and tell me if, if you think I'm wrong on this but I think a movie like Cannonball Run could be redone with f- funny people from now yeah and not take anything away from the original no I totally think they funny could people from those. the 70s or early and 80s Jackie or Chan could still be in it could still be in it yeah. because he doesn't <laughs> age. <laughs> 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 um, Asian's not Asian. Um, see, he, now you get it. That, what? What did I do? Now what, you get I it. didn't do it. No, now you get it. I didn't get it. But don't you think that would be funny with like funny people from the now? Yeah, I do. I think those sort of like um, like if the like if the hot lady duo, yeah, was like pick two hot ladies, uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Boom. Bam. And they were the hot lady duo driving a Lamborghini. Yep. Oh, or, oh, you mean like the like? Oh, I I see. I see what you mean. You mean like the like the? Oh, what was her name? Um, uh, Barbara Bach and like whoever it was. Were, oh, it was uh, Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, Adrian Barbeau. Right. Yeah. Who's who's just all boobs and lycra? 
Yeah. Like Tina Fey. Like Tina Fey. <laughs> or Amy Poehler. <laughs> or both of them. Mm. But don't you think that would be a good idea? Tina, yeah. do... You're welcome, Hollywood. <laughs> sure. We're in it. We are in it. But, th- but those kind of like Laugh Olympic mashup movies like... Mad Mad World? Yeah, like Mad Mad World or well, like... Well, Mad Mad World is, is kind of the... The, the the taken to the the largest extreme. I mean, right. that movie had everyone from like the Three Stooges to Henny Youngman to right. you know. There was a crazy amount of. It was too much. Right. Okay. It was too much on the Sunday. They could use one less Henny. It <laughs> was like one two too Stooges. Many, one too many two Hennies. Stooges. Put a Stooge. Just a Stooge. Yeah. A Stooge. Um, Three Stooges movie. But they just can't. Yeah. They can't exist yeah. separately. Hey, you lame brain! I'm so alone. <laughs> My friends are all dead. <laughs> I'm a cutter, you lame brain. Cut, 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 cut. Mo, what are you doing, Mo? Respect yourself. I need to do this to feel. I'm, I need to come. <laughs> See this or kill a drifter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out I was the bozo all along. Mo, very self-reflective yeah. stooge. Oh, you're too hot. On yourself. Yeah. You're very too existential. Hot on yeah. What have you been reading? Mm. Uh, being I, a nothingness, you lame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Every day I look in the mirror, I'm the lame brain. I hurt my fingers trying to poke myself in the eye. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see. Three... I mean, I have mirrors I broke, poking myself in the eye. <laughs> I'd love to see Three Stooges, but with like really deep like dialogue, like you're all an extension of my reality. <laughs> and then, then the slapping, yeah. existential Three Stooges, yeah. existential Three Stooges. Write it up. Curly does too many, uh, too much speed, and that's why he just starts running around in circles in on circles, the ground. Yeah, 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 on his shoulder. Um, I, I just uh, really the, the, sort of the last thing I want to touch on is that. It's, you're in an interesting place uh, in your life and your career where not a lot of people will ever get this, but you can just say things very casually and they turn into uh, things, like like the Kim Kardashian sure. thing. Very just sort of, it just seems like it was just sort of a tossed off comment, like, well, you know, I just kind of have an opinion about this. And then, like, the fucking press just blew it up into a thing. My thing was was the the, the outrage, the, the, the how dare you of that. Of right. Like, how dare I what? <laughs> like, really? This is, people are outraged by this? This that's a, That doesn't match the, the, yeah. the outrage doesn't match. But that's, I think, part of, part of the problem. And if, if I may be so bold, is this to sort of, because everything is, is retweeted and reposted and reblogged and uh, the echo chamber has beca- become so uh, small that the, sm- the slightest noise reverberates in this crazy outsized way. And, yeah. and, you know, what was a comment about, you know, sort of the ridiculousness of, of our celebrity culture becomes this mean attack on someone who doesn't deserve it. And I'm like, but then that in itself became the thing you were already commenting on. Yeah. That was it a turn, It turned part, right yeah. into what it, what it, what I was saying, which yeah. is like, I, I loved your response to it though, which was, I think the response was like, Oh yeah, I guess I could see how you would take it that way. So, you know, <laughs> all right. <laughs> what are you gonna... yeah. I guess I we're mean... not hanging out anymore. Oh yeah. man. I didn't Shoot. mean to offend the person that's never done anything. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. I, to be fair, I didn't say that. That was me, Jonah Ray. <laughs> that was Jonah Ray. But it is a weird. I mean, like, do you do you feel that? But also, the things like I'm not a professional comedian. Like, comedians can hide behind, not hide behind, but like have the built-in defense of like I'm being funny, right? And I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's harder to do that if you if you don't have like a history of of you know sort of saying outrageous things or 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 poking fun at, at the man. Right. Um, so yeah. So whatever. You know. At, at at the end of the day, like I I stand by everything I've said, and uh, and that's all I can say. And it's it's I think as I said, like the last thing I said about it was that you know I think what I said is accurate. <laughs> but I think it's I think it's ballsy to to stand. be called to be to, to have said say said something like that and to be called careless right 
I think is uh, is a gross misappropriation of the term careless. Well, I just respect <laughs> I just respect it because I feel like I would backpedal careless, really hard. Careless is when your credit card that you endorse charges predatory lending fees. That's <laughs> that's careless. <laughs> Commenting on a thing in society that this exists is more more uh, accurate, right? Yeah. Incisive. The, I, I, it's a little more accurate than careless. I think. I just like, but like I said, I, I think I you know. I would have backpedaled so hard, like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, you know, because I, I don't know. I, I, it, Which brings I, the question, why? I, I mean, don't know. It, because there was no malice intended. That was my thing. It's just like, look at this crazy stuff we do, and why yeah. do we do it? Why is it popular? Why do people care? Why do young, why do young women look up to this person? Like, what's the example set? Right. Like, if you're, if you're, the beginning of your celebrity is, is releasing a sex tape, it's like, wow, that, that's the example. Like right. that's the person yeah. we really want to hold up as a paragon of our culture. Right. When okay. kids get asked these days what they like the the, the what they want to be when they famous. grow up, they just want they they say famous. Yeah. They don't say for they don't say for being an actor. They don't say for right. being a just, singer. Just famous. Yeah. Just famous for being famous. And whether that's like I'm gonna put naked pictures of myself on the internet. Yeah. Or I'm gonna take naked pictures of my boyfriend and put them on there. Whatever it is. Like it's just it's it's. It's easy and it's gross and it's and it's and, and it's it works. Ephemer- but it's ephemeral is but what you it really can't is argue too. With results. It, it 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 the half life on it is is crazy short, and then you burn out and then you're kind of walking around Hollywood with you know, but me, no but dignity. Me. Well, I I yeah I mean and I've I've sort of I've railed against them a lot on uh, you know on the podcast and and people are always like yeah it's kind of low hanging fruit why don't you take it easy totally. but but I do feel, but I do feel like. And, th- and that is really what incenses me about the whole thing is like there's a generation of young girls and I feel like they're getting younger and like 12 year old girls who are like that's what I want to do and I'm like no or be. please because doing is not doing anything and it's yeah. and it's also like she started as a millionaire yeah she was this is not like a self made story <laughs> she didn't pull herself by her boots. she was a, like a rich kid that lived in Guys, Beverly Hills I made a hundred million dollars from fifty million dollars I mean I doubled it I mean that's fucking that's a success in anyone always book. bet on black <laughs> oh, <it's, laughs> And with that, <laughs> Ray J, <laughs> always met on Ray. Oh, I was talking about. I'm talking about roulette. Oh, yeah, that uh, me too. Because she put fifty million dollars on black, then she made a hundred million. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ray J is my nickname for roulette. Roulette. You guys are gonna go play J. some Ray J, J this weekend. Ray J? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna play some Ray J this weekend. <laughs> uh, anything else coming up you want to talk about before we release you into the world? Um, no. I think I may be doing another episode of NBC's hit comedy, uh, Thirty Rock. Yeah. Sweet. Um, I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. Uh, there may be an, uh, uh, an appearance in the live. They're doing another live show. Nice. Which would be fun. And then uh, other, other than that, just uh, uh, trying to avoid uh, tabloid celebrity drama. Feuds. Yeah. Twitter feuds. Say something fake just to see if it gets picked up. Like a fake word? <laughs> yeah. See if it becomes part of the zeitgeist. Florp. Florp. John Hamm says Florp to the Kardashians. Mulligatoon. <laughs> Mulligatoon, that old chestnut. That old chestnut. I would have bet $1,000 that the word Mulligatoon would not have come up twice today. It came up earlier when we were bowling. I heard it. I chose to forget Summer it. Summer was drinking out of a Mulligatoon. Oh, yeah. But which is also a colloquial for spunk. If someone has spunk, they've got Mulligatoon. They got mulliga- that kid's got crazy yeah. Mulligatoon. That kid's got a lot of Mulligatoon. Give him a, a holding of- deal. He's got a case of Moxie. <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, I always, I always enjoy it because you, you know, you've been so cool and nice to, especially just the sort of comedy and you know the podcasting community, and I always like seeing you do well. And I always, I also enjoy the, you and Will Ferrell are two guys that it's just, 
I, I, when you work on something, I really get the sense that like that's a thing that he really wanted to do. Like no, there was no Hollywood kind of machine going like you need to do this so because this is important. You know, like you have to be yeah, in this I've been, kind of I've a been, thing. I've been fortunate enough to not ever have to deal with that kind of stuff. And and obviously it's out there, and and everyone has agents, and everyone has you know people in their lives that are like. Oh, here's what you should do. And you're kind of like, well, I don't want to do that. I want to do what I want to do. And I'm in a position where I, I, I don't have to, you know, necessarily do something for a paycheck or whatever and can do stupid, you know, things on the internet and, and stuff that's fun. And like podcasts. Like podcasts. Podcast. And I like doing them. And it's, and it's fun. And at the end of the day, like you don't want to, we're, we're actors and, and comics and people that, that do this for a living, but it's also stuff that, ideally is is inspiring to us in some way or makes us laugh and and being around people that do that for me uh, it makes it just better you know son you got a lot of mulligatoon thank you very much thanks for coming on should we end on a fart joke yeah yeah. what about just a fart sound (laughs) (laughs) that was the nbc <laughs> we just accidentally did the NBC. Oh my god, we did. The three tone fart sound. <laughs> three tone NBC farts. That's gonna like in twenty years, that's gonna be the that's that's literally will be yeah. it's it's like idiocracy. Yeah, exactly. It'll just be a picture of a butt and three a three tone fart sound. Yeah. Did you guys see thirty farts this week? Oh, oh man, that's great. It's, it's the best written show on TV. Yeah. Really, but it's literally just thirty farts. Thirty farts. <laughs> not one, not just that an ass is farting, but why the ass is farting? <laughs> Dude, you could make an internet show if you just put thirty farts, 30 farts. together. Yeah. There's like thirty Helens. Yes, yeah, thirty Helens say. Thirty farts agree. Thank you, John Ham. Thank you very much. Enjoy your burrito, everyone. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. In 2001, less than a month after the 9-11 attacks, the U.S. and allied forces invaded Afghanistan. The goal was simple. Hunt down al-Qaeda and its leader, Osama bin Laden, and unseat the Taliban government that sheltered him. But even though the Taliban was quickly removed, negotiating an end to the war turned out to be a much bigger challenge. Despite some of the world's best negotiators working tirelessly for peace, all sides were never able to come to a negotiated agreement. And in 2021, 20 years after being ousted from power, the Taliban took back control of Afghanistan. So why did some of the world's smartest and most experienced negotiators fail for 20 years to mediate a peace deal in Afghanistan? The Afghan Impasse, a special seven-episode edition of The Negotiators, a podcast from Doha Debates and Foreign Policy, looks back on the players, politics, and strategies that contributed to one of the biggest failures in modern peace negotiations. You can listen to The Negotiators, The Afghan Impasse, exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify.